I love the power glove. It's so bad. Yeah, well, uh, just keep your power gloves off her, pal, huh? Uh, welcome to Metal Speak. This is Daigle. This is Jared. And we're uh, very stoked right now to be joined by part-time Metal Speak contributor Cody Maley. How you doing, Cody? Woo! Not too bad. Hanging in there. Right on. Thanks a lot for joining us tonight. No problem. Uh, this is going to be maybe a little um, shorter episode. We kind of decided last minute we needed to do this. Uh, Cody was part of an interview we did with Power Glove, and uh, he's going to be out of town. So um, we, th- we realized we needed to get him in here and uh get him on an episode before he was before he took off so we're going to discuss the uh the recent uh, fest of awesome that was the arsis power glove conducting from the grave try redemption show with the black sheep this last tuesday december 7th and then uh we're going to feature our interview for, for with power glove from that show again cody was part of that so uh, it was it was a pretty cool time um just by way of note, we did get a chance to interview Arsis and Conduct from the Grave also, but I think we're going to hold those off for uh, a future episode, so be looking for those. Yep, and then we're also going to uh, actually run across an article on MSNBC the other day about goose people who get goosebumps for music and why, um, so we're going to kind of discuss that article as well as music that gives us goosebumps. Ooh. <laughs> uh, cool, but, uh, but first we're going to jump into a review segment. We're going to talk about the new Dath album self-titled album um cody what you th- you've heard this what did you think cody it's a good album but the production was a little shallow i thought it could have been a lot better considering yeah. their last efforts were a lot more punchy yeah kind of thin matter of fact as long as you mentioned that let me just uh this kind of ties into the last episode we did where i was mentioning uh how it raped by an orb from spot card just sort of my standard for like production quality so let me just uh let me just like demonstrate here what what Cody was talking about production wise. This is this is Dath. Doesn't sound too bad, but compared to Rape by an Orb, I mean it's just huge, you know. So yeah, I definitely agree with you. Just um, yeah, a little bit shallow, you know, like you said. Kind of shallowed out, kind of tinny. Yeah, kind of quiet. Yeah. <laughs> so like it's from the eighties. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe that's yeah. what they're going for, but no. Yeah. <laughs> what about you, Jared? What did you think of it? Yeah, I, <clears throat> I really liked it. I mean, if I were to assign a, a number score to it, you know, I'd definitely give it an eight. Uh, my again, my major gripe with it when I first put it in was was the production, and I noticed the difference like right off. In comparison to their last CDs, but you know, the last two albums had a very thick bass sound to it very thick low end whereas this was just yeah like i mean you guys hit the nail on the head very tinny so it was hard for me to to really jump into it at first to really get into it but you know once you kind of get past past the production and just kind of dive into the music the songs are really good i remember uh actually downloaded destruction restoration off of metal sucks uh they were streaming it like probably two months before this came out thought that was really good i really like the decider it has this kind of cool like progressive percussive bass thing going on at the beginning almost kind of a almost reminded me of corn a little bit i, I know that but go with me on this um <laughs> it was sounded really cool and that that whole song just has this kind of groovy kind of cool beat to it that and just like the you know the the guitar work is is uh kind of reminded me of like uh, crowbar a little bit 
you know, kind of that southern fried kind of twangy oh, thing yeah. going on. But it was that that part was kind of cool. I really liked Accelerant. I really liked uh, Nat God. The N A T G O D was really good. Double Tap Suicide was pretty. I know that one's like everyone's like kind of go to that one an indestructible overdose. Those things were cool, but I, I just uh, I really oh I really liked Oxygen Burn too. Um, you know, just what I really like is uh, the the guitar work on this thing is amazing. It just they're all over the fretboards. Uh, really aggressive playing. Um, so yeah, I, you know it's 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 high energy. It, and, and the only thing that really keeps keeps me from the from really getting into this though is production. Yeah. Kind of a kind of a deal breaker w- with me, but you know as far as as far as the the energy level and the songwriting you know there's not a whole lot not to like with this thing yeah yeah i agree i i really dig the intro it has this like real nice full thick wah solo thing going on sounds really really good um and indestructible overdose the i think there's a couple solos actually but the first one has that uh i don't know if there's a technical name for it but i i just call it like the vibrating tremolo where um there's a couple ways you can do it but a lot of people will just like smash smack the crap out of their whammy bar you know and the and the tremble will just like vibrate and you get that real kind of like almost you know sound and um and it's real full of that the, that first solo in there it sounds sounds awesome there's a pinch harmonic in destruction restoration i think it's like right at the beginning that just gets bent nine ways from hell it's awesome <laughs> it's one of those where like i think they hit it you know and then they like dip the whammy bar just a bit and then but bend it also and just oh man it just goes all over the place it's great um and then like you said the decider like that's one that i think may, might have the like most catchiest riffs I, I, there was a riff that had this like just single note kind of riff going and they throw in power chords with it and it's like killing and then they start doing this like accelerando thing where it's even yeah. faster faster and really really cool stuff yeah um but i i think my favorite my favorite one was double tap suicide towards the end there's this like like pantera-esque slay down that just like th- there's there's this riff that they sort of build up and then they sort of hold these notes and they're like doing these long uh, slide bend things and there's kind of like weird dissonant harmony and then they just it kind of explodes but it's like really slower uh, it's the same riff but it's like really slowed down tempo wise and that really like stuck out to me so I, I, I dug that and then um, oh you know uh, Indestructible Overdose that's the one that has that kind of organ intro mm-hmm. I, I thought that was really cool it had uh, the, the that theme kind of was carried out through the whole song so i you know pretty uh pretty awesome songwriting going on there mm-hmm. and then the it ends with uh so terminal now is the last one and it has this it sounds just like what you'd hear an orchestra do like in a in a movie in fact i'm sure there's a movie i just can't think of it where it's real kind of it might be star wars actually when the death star is about to explode i think it's like it's just like dun, 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 dun. what they're doing it with guitars it was kind of i don't know it's kind of original i think but i thought i thought it was pretty cool yeah but definitely agree again the production was was the the major gripe just kind of quiet if you're gonna listen to this like listen to it with like fresh ears you know like listen to it like first thing <laughs> don't listen to it right after listen to like any other metal album you're into crank it yeah yeah crank it and then and then after you're done just like go to something quiet or don't you know if, if you're comparing it you know doing it like an immediate comparison before or after with another album you'll really 
that might really have, get bugged by that. That might be what actually tainted my my initial reaction to this thing is that the first time I listened to it was right after I listened to the new Red Shore. Mm. <laughs> yeah, and that one was like, like thick as fuck. Yeah, <laughs> you know, so yeah, that, that might that might be what what kind of messed me up the first time. But I think I think my other if I had a gripe with it would be uh, the intro that Genocidal Maniac. It was cool, but I, I think that where I get kind of hung up on stuff and, and maybe it's kind of defying expectations I have around like how CDs and songs are supposed to go. But I mean, it's like a two minute long, two and a half minute long intro, but then they tag like a minute and a half of vocals on the end. Oh yeah. And so to me, like in the back of my head, I'm like, make up your fucking mind. Either you're going to do an <laughs> intro or you're going to do an actual song, but it, it's just kind of, cause it, you know, after the intro, it really starts going and, and you're like, Oh yeah. Okay, cool. And then it stops and you're like, what? The fuck. <laughs> yeah. You know that that part was a that part was a, was a little disappointing, but I mean, minor minor gripe. Yeah. Still thought it was a good follow up to the concealers though. So. Yeah. I really like the concealers though. I didn't like. I mean, I mean, the hinderers was cool, but I like the hinderers. It, it didn't really strike me as like. It was a little more industrial. Yeah, it didn't really strike me as like a metal album. It was more of like a like a harder rock album you know what i mean like speaking of corn sound you should hear their first one yeah utility yeah yeah Yeah. it's yeah that's that's exactly what it sounds like and i so when the second one came out that was more like a like a technical death metal and i was like really digging that it was i mean i was i didn't even see that one coming when i when i first bought it i was you know of course it you know was death and i was i was a fan so when i picked it up but i had no idea you know how what a huge swing in the sound it was going to be you know, just the, the technical proficiency that, that yeah, they were displaying on that one. I heard Ovum on the radio, and I was like, "Yeah, I'm getting that CD." So. Yeah, yeah, that was that was a good one. So cool. Right on. Well, this was my first experience with Death. <laughs> Big surprise, but <laughs> I was uh, a Death Virgin. Yeah. Um. So based on your comments about their other stuff, I think I'll you know for sure like be interested in what they come out with next. Hopefully, the production values are a little better, but yeah. Right on, so uh, good stuff from Death. Why don't we jump into the next segment here, the aforementioned Arsis Power Glove conducting from the grave and some band that opened the show <laughs> Show from December 7th at the Black Sheep. Yeah, who are those awesome. guys? I don't know those guys. <laughs> um, I'll just say I, I was a little disappointed with the turnout. I wasn't sure what to expect, but I guess it just really proved that for whatever reason, the like core scene in Colorado Springs is, I guess, where it's at. I really don't get it because I don't think there's really that many local core bands. You know what I mean? Unless we just don't, you know, play with them right. I've never heard of them, but like I just hear about so many like death local bands. You know what I mean? So I was really kind of, I'm just, I'm still really surprised at how popular the the core bands are when they come through. That's the this was the third Tuesday show I've been into with the Black Sheep. Uh, in the past few months, and um, and it was really kind of discouraging how many uh, how few people showed up. I mean, it wasn't barren, but I, I guess I was expecting a lot more, especially for um, for Arsis and and Power Glove Conducted from the Graves. They're a little bit newer band, aren't they, Jared? Or have they been around for a while? Conducting or Arsis? Conducting from the Grave. Yeah, they've uh, you know they put their first CD out like in 2009, but most of the band used to play with a with an old kind of melodic metallic hardcore band called With Passion. So, oh yeah, pretty much it's all the same members except the singer. 
Okay. It's all, it's all, so the, the only thing different there is the singer between Conducting from the Grave and With Passion. But <laughs> With Passion is a little stylistically different. They're actually more of a metallic hardcore. Like uh, They kind of remind me of like Converge a little bit. Oh. So they're just that, you know, the kind of, you know, melodious, but also like really fast and that kind of high pitched kind of throaty vocal delivery. So, but uh, yeah, and, and even with like Arsis, like, I'm, you know, they're, they're a pretty well established act, but yeah, I don't, I don't know what the, I don't know what the, 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 the connection there is between, or, you know, what the, what the disparity is between the, you know, when you have a quality, death metal act like Arsis come through I mean you know I think just watching James Malone's finger work on the guitar is worth the price of admission alone the, yeah. guy, the guy just blazes up and down that fretboard yeah it's just while he's singing that's yeah. that's always impressive to me when somebody can tap you know through like not just on a single string but like multi-string tap and sing at the same time right um you know and and actually you know hit the right notes <laughs> um yeah very impressive yeah it definitely takes skill to be the lead guitarist and sing at the same time yeah so. yeah so I, you know, I don't know what, i don't know what the disconnect is there you know I, I think that you know it could be and you know <clears throat> you guys are free to email us about this but you know i you know the metal core and the kind of the core bands are kind of the cool thing <laughs> you know and i think that you know when you're in a town of you know, four hundred thousand people, most of whom identify themselves as Christian. You're going to get a little bit of a herd mentality going there. People following the trends, so it, it's hard yeah. to get people to kind of step outside their little box and explore other types of music. Yeah, especially I'm not going to dog on it for liking metalcore. I like metalcore, but I also like a lot of other stuff. So, you know, it's yeah. it's disappointing when you don't, you're not as you don't see that kind of open mindedness right. on, on a broader scale, and people want to check stuff out. So, yeah. Good point. So aside from the turnout, what did you guys think of the actual show performances from all the band Epic. bands? Epic. Nice. I you know I thought conducting from the grave did awesome. I, you know I thought the state you know their stage presence was good. There I mean I, you know it was kind of the first time I saw them they had a the different lead singer and he was kind of drunk so you know oh, to kind of yeah. watch him kind of stumbling all over the stage and doing his thing was kind of like whatever. But you know I thought Mikey did a great job of you know, kind of keeping control and working the stage, working the crowd is, is best, you know, given the turnout and everything. Right. Yeah. He's a good front man. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, power glove. I, I laughed my ass off the entire time. <laughs> like I was just, I was standing there, standing back there by the soundboard and it just, I mean, I, and it wasn't that I was laughing at them. I was, I mean, but not in like it's a mean kind way. Of sh- yeah, it's you know the kind of mean? show they put like, on. I mean, yeah, they really, just, it's like an, it's like an entertaining thing. It's yeah, not like it's just that over the top kind yeah. of tongue in cheek costumes. I mean, they're obviously having a blast. So yeah. it's like you know why the fuck? I mean, I you know why the hell not just laugh? I mean, it's, I was yeah. You know, and then they busted out like the inflatable weapons, and I I lost it. I was laughing so fucking hard, just you know, they're yeah. putting these these inflatable swords and like, the you know, they are up. they are the green jelly and guar of video games. Yeah, <laughs> that's a good. That's actually really good. Yeah, really good for analogy. Sure. Getting my head eaten by the storm eagle was awesome. Uh, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, for sure. That was my first time seeing them live, and I was I was very impressed. They just they really put on a good show. They get people, you know involved all kinds of fun i've i've mentioned this before i'm not a huge pitter anymore but i was 
I was all about it that night. It was yeah, great. As soon as they played Batman, he's like, "Oh!" Yeah. <laughs> I know. I was out there like, "Bring it!" Oh my god, <laughs> motherfucker! <laughs> well, they did that for you. I mean, of course, you're gonna get old. Yeah. Well, even even if even if that hadn't come up in the interview, uh, I I still would have been out there just <laughs> slaying away. It was it was awesome. It's 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 hard not to just. Uh, it's hard not to enjoy watching them play, you know. But, yeah, I mean that's the kind of show. Just you, you can't help but laugh. You, you can't help but put a smile on your yeah, face. Yeah, exactly. You know? Even if you're not, even if that's not your thing, you know what I mean. Just even if metal's not your thing, just just the exactly. spectacle that they put on. It's yeah. not over the top. It's not tasteless. It's it's you know, fun. It's just fun. And yeah, yeah. It's it's yeah. They're uh, they're a band. If even you're looking just you know for good music in general, I think anybody can like them. So. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. And a lot of people, and you can relate to them too. I mean, it like like you guys said, uh, like Jared just mentioned, if you're not into metal, you know, chances are you have some familiarity with you know cartoons or video games, you know, and there's something that you'll catch your ear and be like, oh, dude, I know that. That's yeah, like, if, you, if you're in your 30s and you like like anything the Trans Siberian Orchestra has ever done, yeah, no reason we no reason you shouldn't like Power Love, yeah, for sure. <laughs> <laughs> And then Arsis, yeah, it seemed like a lot of the people kind of were were leaving, which was unfortunate because I mean they really they really kill it. They're uh, oh, yeah. they're bass players just all over the place. I love it when a when you know when somebody's not just standing there when they're like getting into it, moving. Uh, I remember several times where he would just start swinging his hair around, and you just saw like beads of sweat just flying, like because the lights behind him. Yeah. I mean, it's kind of gross, you know. But like <laughs> if you're like right there, you just get like showered in all this sweat, but. So yeah, but but anyway, it's just you know he was he was very high energy. There, uh, uh, what was their guitar player's name now? Um, Nick. Yes, man, he he just owns. He is just yeah, a monster yeah. on that with the fretboard. Ooh. He's. Well, I saw him like uh, when they were here the last time. I think they came through with was a cataclysm over at the sheep. I don't know. He might have been. You might have been. I think I was at that show. If Arsis opened up for cataclysm. Yeah, I think it was. I think it was Arsis cataclysm and. Yeah, I want to say Velomaya, but I'm I could be way off on that one. Yeah, it doesn't sound familiar. But yeah, I mean it was it, it was kind of and that was actually his first show. Like he actually flew into I think he flew it in Denver and then drove down and, and basically caught up with them on this tour or on that tour. And so that was like his first stage show. Oh wow! But he was all about. I mean, he's really good about you know he kind of gets down and he, he kind of snarls at the crowd and yeah. does his thing. I mean, you know, he's very he's very enthusiastic about what he does. Yeah. You know, and watching and watching James play, you know, the, the the last time they came through, he was he was he wasn't looking really healthy. Oh, really? He was very very skinny. Like I, I used to see pictures of him in the in in the magazines and on the websites, and he was just kind of this, you know, hulking, you know, biker yeah. jacket and shit. And then did he talk about something about having a eating disorder? I you know I'm not sure what was going on. I didn't want to ask him about it during the interview. I, I kind of wanted to, but I was like, eh, I don't know if I want to because he. He was looking really thin, and then like two weeks later, he he had really he put out a press release saying that you know I don't want to get into why, but you know I haven't been really taking care of myself. You know, there's no healthy way to lose 50 pounds in six weeks or some shit. And oh, so, uh, ouch! You know, people were throwing throwing around at you know is he on meth? Is there something else going on? And you know, but and I don't think it ever really came out. I want to ask him, but he's you know this time around he's definitely he's looking healthier. He seems like he's having a good time. Yeah, he was totally you know, coherent when we talked to him. Yeah. You know, Despite he, the fact that at first he said he's like I'm delirious, yeah. <laughs> but like I mean he seemed you know he seemed totally focused. Sure, and, after yeah. a twenty hour road trip, well, yeah. uh, <laughs> right? Yeah. But he killed it. I mean, he, he, yeah. you know, and I I mean I literally I mean as far as 
as far as performances go, and, and you know, we, we talked about, and we're going to talk about, you know, getting the goosebumps. I mean, there's a couple of times during their set in particular where I was just like, yes! You know? <laughs> like, yeah. I mean, the guys from Power Glove down shredding. Down Oh, that was, uh, yeah. was yeah. That says a lot about highlight. yeah, yeah. We we talked about that. You mentioned that it's it's cool. Uh, it's cool when a band is also you know fans of music and they're not just you know what I mean. So yeah, yeah. Uh, everybody from Power Glove, you know, had some moments like right up front and uh, when Arsis was playing, yeah, banging their heads and just going crazy for them. Had it was, Bezel and Nick down there button heads with me every now and then. Yeah. It, was, it was it was great. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that awesome. was a that was a fun show to watch. I mean, they're definitely superb musicians. So yeah. You know. What about that uh, opening band? What was their name? <laughs> yeah, those guys suck. <laughs> Kansas City Fight. No, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I shouldn't have mentioned it. No. <laughs> I I'll just say that you know when we first started playing, like it, it, I I almost like uh. The shows that were barren, where nobody was like getting into it, were almost as good as the ones where people, where there was you know lots of people going nuts, almost because I guess I felt like, you know, maybe we were there was like a shock value or something that like, at least you know locally, I didn't feel like there was a lot of the stuff uh, happening. So I feel like you know if like if, for instance if I jumped down on stage and got in people's faces, I, I I felt them like backing up like holy shit, what is this guy doing, and. Uh, I don't know if it's just that it's been like 10 years and I don't know if we're getting burned out, but man, I mean, cause it's still important to us. We always put the same show on, you know, we always try to like, but man, when it's like, when you stop and it's just kind of like, it's like, <laughs> oh man, come on, something. And I, and I jumped down and I, I just felt like people were like, what the hell is this guy doing? <laughs> and maybe it was just me, but I was like, it, it, it's almost like takes more out of you. You know, because that's the thing, like, when, when there's a big crowd of people going, to, you, you, you feed off that energy, you know? But when there's no energy to feed off of, you're just, like, it's it's more taxing and draining. And so, mm-hmm. I don't know. I mean, it was it was still fun. I, I think we did, you know, all right. Uh, Brian got some people into the Duncan Hills coffee jingle that we have been doing here and there. Yeah, I think the solo sounded the best I've heard you guys play. Oh, yeah, thank so, you, man. Yeah, the that's, solo sounded good. Yeah. That's, um... That's a like hit or miss with us because like I think that's I, not I think, an easy solo to play. <laughs> for him, I, sure. I think as far as the banter goes, I think if you guys were because I know Brian does like the Metalocalypse like voices, you know, yeah, the interplay between like Nathan and and uh, pickles, pickles, yeah. You know, I would I would almost think it would be funnier if like one of you guys did like pickles and he did Nathan or vice face. versa. You know, instead yeah. of just him like talking to himself. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. What was that? <laughs> I can't yeah, do any of them. The fat one. He could probably he could probably teach me to do Toki. Maybe oh, I should boy. maybe I should learn how to do that. That's the thing. Like I've never been like charismatic, you know, uh, like a crowd person. Which I, oh, I mean, dookies. you know, that would probably not hurt for me to. What what I'm do doings? <laughs> yeah, it's yeah, and that's Don't that's the thing. Me's. <laughs> Don't be judging me. Yeah. I like the emos. No, yeah, um, that's brutal. <laughs> the uh, yeah, you know, I think that's 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 part of it too, though. I mean, I you know, I I don't know. I don't know if you want to air this. I, my no, you know, honestly, please bring it. Um, and I I think I honestly think Brian has a lot of work to do on the front man stuff. Yeah. I think, especially I think when he's got the vocals down. He, he, I mean, he's his singing is is great. You it's know? in between the singing. <laughs> it's in between you know, the song. It's like that. You that. know, and I'll honestly say, I mean, he's anybody, young. He's still learning. 
He, he's still yeah. learning, and I'm not, and I'm not. Brian, if you're listening, I love you, buddy. I'm just saying, um, you know, the, the thing, and, and I know he's got some huge shoes to fill, you know, yeah. and, and with, and I, you know, because I, I think that, you know, Hammer just knew how to work a crowd. You know, he yeah. knew how to get people going. He, well, he was like a personal. Yeah. And people, and he had, he has, he had a very, um, he's just a, just a very big personality that just kind of attracted people to the stage. Yeah. You know, people like, I mean, in metal, I mean, you'd, you like to see that that big, angry, bald, toothless guy <laughs> fucking, you know, just spewing yeah. hate. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it's all right. Are you ready? I'm coming. Yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> the only thing, like you know, that with Hammer, I, I felt like he was like all feeling. You know what I mean? Like we right. would, you know, if we were like out of town and it was like, dude, it's important to like kind of push our CDs, we get some money, we get some gas, blah blah blah. You know, if he wasn't feeling it, he would not force himself. He wouldn't He wouldn't do it because it needed to be done. It was like, if he wasn't feeling the urge to, like, say, you know, go buy a CD or give it up for this band or whatever, it didn't happen. You know, it right. was all about feeling. So, like, that kind of got on my nerves a little bit because, I mean, I totally agree with you. When he was in the moment, it was, it was great. I mean, he could really, like, you know, he had no fear. You know, if somebody was heckling or whatever, he would just take them on. It was great. Right. But yeah, there was moments where it was just like, it's like he didn't have that consistency. You know right. what I mean? But yeah, that was that was then. Brian, I agree with you. I think it's and it's weird because Brian. It's not that Brian. I don't. I wouldn't say he's inexperienced because he's been in a few bands. He's done like an acoustic open mic thing. I just I don't know if he just maybe hasn't found his his like voice. I guess for being a front man. I, you know, you know, it could be too, but I, you know, I, I don't. And I'm just speculating here, but you know, I, I think he's, he's got to be a little intimidated by the position. You know what I mean? And I think there's, you've yeah, probably got never a, thought about that. You've got a lot of people, I think, here in the Springs that that are, that are, that are disappointed with the change. Yeah. You know what I mean? And, and I think, I, I think the 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 numbers of the crowd have leaned out. The numbers of the shows yeah. there to see you guys have leaned out a little bit. Yeah. As a result. Um, not saying it's not a positive, you know, you guys got to do what you got to do to, you know, to keep the yeah. band going. Um, you know, but it, so I, I think that he's just got, he's on a proving ground right now. Yeah. You know, it's, it's at a point where you've got to work on, you know, kind of pulling those people back in and, you know, kind of massaging them back in. Um, well, that's another thing is like now we're kind of, you know, introducing like some clean vocals and stuff that we've never done before. And I feel like, I mean, I, I, I felt like from day one when he started, it was like, it's a new band. We're going to keep the name because we've worked real hard and made a reputation for ourselves. But it is, it's kind of like a new band. I don't want to try to, uh, you know, I don't want to try to be the same band we were with Hammer, you know, we're kind of doing different things. So yeah, I agree. A lot of people are like, I like the old Try Redemption better or whatever, but. How did we get talking about us? I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> well, I appreciate the feedback you guys like. Uh, I know it's kind of weird to talk about your own band sometimes. So anyway, appreciate it, guys. Thanks. Hey, we're here to help. <laughs> no worries. <laughs> all, right, all right. Well, let's jump into the Power Glove interview again. This was all kinds of fun. Uh, all, the three of us were there. And um, we're talking about Basil and Chris was great. Here, here's what it sounds like. Hey, this is uh, Daigle and uh, Jared and... We're hanging out with Cody. Hi. We're joining the group, Cody. <laughs> and um, oh, we're really excited. We're hanging out with uh, Basil and Chris Chris from Power Glove. How's it going, guys? Thanks Hello. a lot for taking the time to talk to us, you guys. Oh, no problem. Um, I have uh, just a handful of questions here. Uh, 
your website is freaking amazing. Whose idea was that for you know to actually like like a game you know where you walk through and kill guys and go to yeah. different pages? Well, I mean, I, I I've designed a lot of I designed the website like I'm a programmer. I program flash oh, cool. games for fun, and uh, basically I was going around a lot of band websites and I designed a lot of band websites, some in Flash, some not in Flash. I had done it like from like the GeoCities days oh, wow. onward. Like I, you know, <laughs> I had just made a lot of websites, and they all were the same. And like there were just different graphical, you know, representations of the same thing over and over. And we're getting to the point where we like made a little website. And we wrote like like oh, you know, here's like what rigs we play and stuff like that, and information like that. And we kind of were just like everything's the same. All the band websites are the same. Right. And I was programming just a game like that just for fun. You know, I was just like programming. I like just making game engines, making little. You know, interpret, you know, reinterpretations of games just for fun, put my own sprites on them. I grew up with uh, Clarissa Explains It All, the show where, oh. where she makes video games every episode. So I always wanted to do that. So I like to, just make, I like to make little games as like a project. And I just saw that and I was like, you know what? I can make an RPG town where each little building represents a like a page on a standard metal site. And then I just started saying, oh, I could also hide things. I could hide levels and put stuff in there, you know. And unfortunately, the reason why I haven't updated in a while is because uh, the computer that has the files on it isn't working. So I have to get them off of a hard drive from that computer. Yeah. But I really do, like, I'm either going to do, like, in the next, you know, six months or so, I want to do either a redesign of it or, like, add substantially to it. Because I've actually already made new levels and added to it. I, just really? never put, I never finished it and tested it and balanced it and put it online. But yeah. well, it was very cool, very creative. Like oh, I said, you. like, I think I've ever seen a, any other band's website. That's yeah, like I've, that, I haven't so. seen it uh, so far. Yeah, right on. Um... I was curious, like going back to the early days of Power Glove, was there, was there like a song that you guys put together where everything like clicked and you guys all knew like this is it, you know, like we we got something really awesome here, you know, like we need to keep doing this kind of thing. It's kind of a gradual process. I mean, we all played together back since high school and we played in like a melodic death metal band together, and uh, we um, actually. Uh, Power Glove, very beginning of Power Glove, Alex recorded a, uh, our guitarist recorded a, uh, a, rec- a cover of uh, Tales of Fantasia song, Take Up the Cross, and sent it over to me, and I was like, oh, it's kind of awesome, like, you know, we should definitely do some of this stuff, and we recorded, like, Wiley and stuff like that, and then, like, you know, it was kind of just like a joke side project, just for, like, fun, whatever, yeah. and, uh, but then the, the, well, exactly the band started to fizzle away, and, uh, Eventually, this was actually starting to get some traffic and everything. So we like, guys were like, "Oh, dude, we should totally do this!" And so we like, you know, we finally lined up with the same. You know, they were playing together for so long, and uh, we started recording some songs. and did like, you know, total phonage and everything, and decided to go with it, and just kind of kept them going. So I don't think there was any one song specifically yeah. that was like any sort of turning point, but you know, um, just kind of we just kind of kept going with it. And, uh, you know, cool. I think that uh, if I on two points, uh, I think that when I heard Storm Eagle. Which is uh, they re- they recorded maybe three songs before I joined, and Storm Eagle. I heard that one and really wanted to. I was like, I really wanted to join after hearing that, and, I, and even though like it was a studio project at the time, and I didn't really need to be in it. I was like, I really want to be in yeah. this. Yeah. You know? Just put me on whatever's next. And then for the band, Tetris was probably the first song that I, l- I listened to back and was like, oh, we did a really good job on this. Right. Like this was really very complete. That's the first yeah. song that started to get like a lot of attention on. Yeah, the also was stuff. that was the first one that started to circulate a little more yeah. and kind of. Give us the idea, like, oh, maybe this, you know, we can't kind of do more of this. Yeah. How do you guys decide on like which songs to remake? Does does that does it kind of like everybody's got to be unanimous? You all want to do it, or can one person persuade everybody else? To a point. I mean, we, you know, generally when we're writing, we'll just kind of whatever anyone's, you know, motivated or has an idea for, we'll start out. And uh, I mean, we generally work 
as a unanimous decision for a band, but you know, we're then again, we're also not like, you know, we've learned to kind of uh, compromise. You know, go, yeah, you know, go with people's ideas and see what you know. I think there's definitely some songs that some of us were like, ah, I don't know, maybe we'll see. I guess we'll see how it goes. And then like by the end, you know, it just it turns into something more. And we're all kind of with it, but we all try to make decisions together, and we're all invi- involved in the writing process. So we all kind of just, you know, if we get we get an idea for a song, just kind of write it up and bring it to the rest of the guys, and then either you know, if it, I mean, we write a bunch more than than uh, whatever would end up on. Any given album, yeah, like that some was of them, some of them will make the cut. They just kind of won't really turn into a song. Kind of just, you know, a lot of the songs that are just you know thirty second intro or something like that yeah. may or may not be. Uh, you know, we'll try to flesh it out into a full song. If it just doesn't work, then maybe we'll just drop it. But you know, and then the songs that do kind of work in, into more of like a full metal song. You know, those yeah, those yeah. Ones kind of go just, just as a fun fact, I'm not gonna say who, but someone in the band really didn't want to do Pokemon. Oh, really? <laughs> I, like, I don't know, guys. Might be too far. Someone's <laughs> throw rocks at us. Like, yeah, like, no, we got to do it, man. Myself, and then it sounded really good. So, yeah. Was like, yeah. Well, I mean, we want we want to convert people. I mean, we can't be in everyone's age group. We kind of have like a ten year age group right. range, you know. And well, Johnny Quest Power, Power Rangers, yeah, Power yeah, Rangers, really. and some other songs. I mean, like Flintstones and Johnny Quest are like very old, and people watch them in reruns, but like. Power Rangers is at one end of the age range, and Pokemon's at the other. Yeah. yeah. So those right. two are like sing-along songs that are age-appropriate for different people. Right. That was that was the next question. I had, um, you know what, the songs that don't make it on an album, is it maybe just because of time, or do you have, like, if you ever had uh, issues like securing rights to record other people's mm-hmm. stuff? Mainly what I want to know is, like, is there any, like, unrecorded, like, gems that you guys are really proud of, but you just haven't been able to oh, put them in the album? recorded gems? There's, there's, yeah, well, it's so recorded, but unreleased. There, I guess there, that's what I was looking for. Unreleased. There is one song that is fully recorded from the last album that is one of my favorite songs that we ever did that we cannot release. Can you tell me what it is or no? Yes, uh, it's The Little Mermaid. Are you serious? Dude? <laughs> I have a three-year-old daughter. I have a three-year-old daughter who would, like, devote her yeah, whole life to you guys if she ever heard that. I know. We finished the whole recording. It's completely done. Mix and mastered with the rest of the album. And we can't do anything. Yeah, we can't do anything. Because of Disney, Disney said no. So. Said Bummer. The only people who've heard it are the, 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 you know, the people who would say yes or no for licensing, and they said yeah. no, and then it's then that was dead end, and we can't do anything. With how does brings that? up a good point. How did how did you get have lots of woozles going? Because Disney originally said no to we and including Nightmare Before Christmas. This is Halloween. Oh yeah. yeah. And uh, Disney initially said uh, no to all of them, and then we said like, look, Marilyn Manson did. Halloween, come on! And like, <laughs> all right, you can do this as Halloween fun. And then we're like, we really spent. And we sent them like an, an sort of intriguing letter, like we really spent so much time on this. We love these songs, you know. Please help us out. We like, I've already recorded them. We love you know, listen to the songs. We love these franchises. Please help us. And they said, all right, fine. We'll give you two out of three, and do not ask us for a little more again. Wow. Yeah, and we're like, all right. That's oh. that's crazy. Yeah, that, was our, that was our favorite. And, yeah. That was one of the favorites of the album, honestly. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. With when that happens, where you don't have the rights to re- to um, release it, um, are you able to like perform it live, or how does that work? What's up? I, I mean, I'm sure you can play it for like your friends and stuff. Really sure. Yeah, yeah. I think we so. haven't been yet. Yeah. Um, we don't want to piss anyone off. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Good call. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, we'd have to look into that to see if we if we can do it live or not. Yeah, and for the record, we're not mad at them. Like we we understand the decision. Yeah. And two out of three is a lot more than like our man. Than zero out of three. Yeah. So I mean, two out of three is not bad. Yeah. You think Disney's just kind of biased against the culture? Are they afraid that you're just going to somehow No, I, I, no, I don't think so. And, and, and again, they gave in to two out of three songs. But yeah. And they heard it, right? I mean, they heard yes. the version of Little Mermaid? But I don't think that was the factor. I think that that's just core intellectual property to them. And that they it's a franchise they're going to keep using. 
You know, so they keep doing like you know made-for-TV movies, right. kind of franchise. They want to keep going. They want to keep their options open into the future, and they don't want to appear like they're giving away the rights to it too easily. Yeah. So I, I can kind of understand. That. Well, I mean, that's good that you guys are like you know playing by the rules, not trying to like go behind their yeah. back and. Yeah. No, I don't. So. Yeah. If ever that uh, changes and they let you, like, please hit me up. I swear to God, my daughter will just be thrilled to hear that. I, I think if you stole the copyrights, <laughs> they would probably put you in the same freezer where they keep Walt Disney's head yeah. <laughs> under the Pirates of the Caribbean. <laughs> no, they would feed you to Mickey. <laughs> yeah, I know. The <laughs> <laughs> little Cuban uh, children hanging on. <laughs> 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 um, so I know... World <laughs> I know um, Saturday Morning Apocalypse just came out, but are, do you guys have any plans or talking about the next album as far as, like, you know, you've kind of conquered the video game, you know, thing, the cartoon thing, you've got some movie things. Any any other, like, genres that you've been talking about that maybe nobody's thinking of that would just totally blow everybody away? I mean, we've, we've you know, we're always talking about different ideas of things to do. I mean, I think for the next album, we're, uh, we're all kind of open to do another uh, CD video game stuff. Because um, there's a lot of video game songs that we want to do. Yeah. Um, one thing that we would like to try to, things <laughs> 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 we would like to venture into, is releasing fully original songs. So I mean, we write a lot of original material to put into them. Yeah. But as of yet, as Power Glove, we haven't released yeah. any fully original songs that are just you know just a song of ours. That was. So that would that is something we definitely would like to start to get into, and we're you know it may we're not really sure yet you know how we're going to release it, whether it'll be just you know some some tracks on the album or if there's some other way to do it. Yeah. That's some of this stuff. I mean, we're always, you know, um, just, you know, you know, whatever we get really, you know, if there's anything we hear that's like, oh, this is awesome. I mean, like, you know, video games and cartoons and movies is kind of like where, um, where we've been in probably, you know, I'd, I'd say probably back to video games most likely. Cool. Cities, so. I was going to ask that, but you mentioned the original music. Um, have you ever been asked or would you consider like writing you know original music for a movie or for a video game oh absolutely that would be awesome yeah. I wish I wish I could like finish that with saying like I have a surprise for you I'm, <laughs> I'm a video game developer and I want you to, but I can't so I'm awesome. sorry but lie to us you know I know lie to us just give us a few but, uh, yeah. lie to them write them a check and let it go <laughs> <I know>. yeah <laughs> come on <laughs> yeah I, I mean I assumed you guys would say that you know yeah. it's kind of like obvious but um, we've talked to a few companies but I just never want to anymore yeah. Well, someday. I mean, you guys write. Someday, though. Yeah. Really want to do it. No question. Yeah, that'd be awesome. Yeah, I think you guys do include a lot of really good original stuff. You know, yeah. I've said that like if you strip away all the like, um, you know, cover kind of stuff, it's you've you've got like a really good metal Thank song, original metal song. You know, that would stand up. You know. Thank you very much. Just fine on its own. So. Right on, no, um, no, really. Well, I think uh, we've talked about like genres and stuff in like a shooter game. I always thought like not a first person shooter, but like a space type of shooter. That's with like that would be high energy, that would be fast, but it could also have very spacey parts where it can get proggy. And yeah. so like that would actually be a really cool yeah project to do with it, you know. Yeah, for yeah. sure. Yeah. Well, hopefully, I'll cross my fingers for you guys. <laughs> um, speaking of the um, you know different kinds of stuff, one of my favorite parts on uh, Saturday Morning Apocalypse is Inspector Gadget, the little. Uh, Tip of the hat to Hall of the Mountain King. Oh yeah. Whose whose idea was that? Actually, before before you answer that, I just wanted to mention that um, that my band we used to play in the Hall of the Mountain nice. King just a little bit, you know, on, yeah. on stage because we thought it was fun. It's kind of like suited for metal. Oh, um, yeah, 
And anyway, as we were like figuring it out, like somebody was like, "This sounds just like Inspector Gadget," and this was like you know five six years ago. So oh, when yes. I heard you guys do it, I was like, "Oh, this is awesome!" Like well, I'm, the line, you know, the lines are very close. Yeah, yeah. and I was and like, the, if the, somebody the, the was going to do the it, same notes played in a different room right. at the end. Right, you know, with the same in the beginning. So yeah, they they really do cross into each other. Yeah, and you could even like there's times where we cross pollinate at the end of the song, we right. cross pollinate them and harmonize with them and do stuff like that. Um, I, that w that wasn't my idea. That was. I remember, I remember we were talking about it yeah, in in, uh, for that one. in, uh, in Minnesota. Yeah. Uh, I remember talking about it with Alex. Yeah. I don't remember who originally came up with it. Yeah. Yeah, let's give credit to Alex. Let's All right, we'll give credit to Alex. Yeah, <laughs> it's probably, it's like, yeah we, we we thought about calling it uh, in the hall of Inspector Gadget or in oh. the hall of the Gadget King. Yeah, <laughs> that's good. <laughs> but yeah, but when we got the rights to the songs in the hall of the Mountain King. It's like you don't need the right. rights to it, and Inspector Gadget yeah. did. And it was much easier to get the rights calling us, but you got it. We were even at one point thinking because it's kind of similar, not nearly as close, but of throwing some Pink Panther in there because that's also oh, yeah. like, oh, yeah. along the same lines. It ended up, you know, not really working. Yeah, the thing. Plus, it is a lot tougher licensing-wise to get like you know these and lots of different songs together like that. Yeah, so it makes life easier. Yeah. Well, if, I mean, it was one of those things that I figured eventually somebody would do. So I'm glad it was you guys because I really, I mean. Your guys' take, I have to say, uh, your guys' take on Batman is the absolute best. It's the best, like, metal remake of any song ever I've ever heard. Like, the first minute, you know, every, like, kind of new section that comes, I, I literally, I get goosebumps, and then my goosebumps get goosebumps, and I just, I get, it's, it's so incredible sounding. I'm so glad you guys did everything you did on that. It's like, ah, it's so, it's perfect, you know. I correct him, though. He thought it was from the animated series. Yeah, I, originally I heard something about an animated. Absolutely correct. They're very similar. <laughs> no, they are, well, they're basically the same. It's a, re it's a rearrangement and cut down from, it's Danny Elfman's song, which is originally, of course, the first movie. But we, I mean, I, I like the first movie, too. I, I enjoyed it as a kid, uh, watching on tape. But, uh, in terms of nostalgia and where I was getting it from, I was getting it from the animated series. Yeah. And it's the same thing. It has the, what is it? One, two, three, six, five. Yeah. Like it's the yeah. same. It's the same chord, you know, melody. So yeah, it's really from both. We had to, the credit goes to the first one because that was when it was originally made. Right. And the animated series took it from that. Mm. Yeah. So yeah, but it, it's it's in a way from both of them. Yeah. Really the same thing. But yes, uh, we haven't played it uh, too many times. Played it maybe three or four times, but I think we might have I'm to do it. Might have to do it tonight. I would say I was afraid to ask because if you said no, I was gonna be like, <laughs> no, I, can't pro I can't promise it'll you be perfect. Costume. <laughs> no, I, I can't. I promise it. <laughs> is, it Robin, is it a Robin costume? No. <laughs> no. <laughs> a Robin costume. <laughs> <laughs> right. I can't promise it'll be perfect because I haven't played it a lot. But yeah, we'll. we'll well, I mean, no pressure. Like, yeah, sir, no, we'll I mean, it's it's you guys' show. Don't feel like you have to do it because of me. But if you do, I will I will be going ballistic because it's just incredible. Um, just one last quick quick question. I'm a huge Harry Potter nerd. I I, I don't feel like I could walk away without asking you guys. I I've, I've kind of dicked around a little bit with the Hedwig's theme. Do you have any interest in the Harry Potter music at all? A little bit. I mean, I've I've read I've read I've read a good I've read not all the books, but I read a few of them. And I've seen some of the movies with family. Um, I enjoyed the books. I think the, I thought the movies were okay, but I never got. I cannot say that I got into it. 
you know. And so music wise, nothing really. Was it? And, mu- and music wise, didn't it? Didn't yeah, it didn't stick with me. I mean, I'm not saying it's bad music. I wasn't really listening to it in the same way that you know now, like with the band. We basically will we'll pick a theme and then we'll go through like uh, if you go to like bgmusic.com, yeah. all it is is all the midis and original music from games, and we'll just sit there like listening to all of them, like a big list, and we go through requests too, like we request stuff on our forums. We just go, all right, and we listen to everything. All right, that's pretty good. And you know, write it down, and we, you know, like we try to balance out the CDs with themes that we're really nostalgic about. Oh yeah. And then a few ones that like if they're requested and we don't know about, we go back and listen to it. Right? Oh, this is really good, and we missed this one. And then we even play a game. Oh, cool. <laughs> yeah. Well, I, I might... did it with Faxi Andrews. I never played Faxi Andrews as a kid. It got lots of requests, and I was like, all right, I'm going to play. I was like, all right, I guess I'll play both. Yeah. Like, yeah. That's cool. Well, I may embarrass myself and send you what I messed around with Harry Potter just, uh, okay. you know, just to get, get your, like, professional opinion, because, like I said, I just kind of dicked around with it. I think it kind of sounds all right, but, you know, I'm sure... If you guys were inclined to do something, it would completely blow what I've, you know, considered away. But anyway, um, yeah, but I, I think, did you guys have anything else? These guys, I've been talking the whole time. <laughs> Just looking forward to seeing you. You're the one who's geeking out. <laughs> no, it's all good. It's good to geek out. Yeah. <laughs> all right, um, well, yeah, thanks, you guys, so much oh, no for the time. Thanks, really looking forward to the show. No worries if you don't play Batman, but I'll be no, no, going nuts I, if I, you I do. Think, I think <laughs> that's cool. <laughs> right on. Sweet. Cool. Oh, yeah. I'll be hip. Oh, yeah. I'll be with Hepworms. <laughs> yeah, thanks, guys. Not a problem, guys. All right. So, yeah, that was that was good times. We thought uh, it's funny because I was so uh, kind of ecstatic about them mentioning The Little Mermaid that I didn't hear. Jared was pretty sure they said uh, they were – the song that they were thinking of doing was Under the Sea. I thought we'd just feature a little bit of that real quick. I don't know if I can hear a metal version of this. Because you've been honest. living under a rock since 1988 and have never heard it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I guess. It's weird. Like, I just. I mean, I'm sure. I'm. Especially if they say that it's like one of their favorite things they've ever done, I'm sure it sounds awesome, but. Well, I was thinking it was going to be this one. This stuff, isn't it neat? Wouldn't you think my collection's complete? Wouldn't you think I'm the girl? The girl who has everything. I just can't see them playing this song, though. Really? It's, it's interesting, because I... Cause they're, all, I can. they're all dudes. Well, but they're not singing it, Jerry. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> this I is only true. <laughs> Wouldn't you think I'm the guy who has every metal CD? <laughs> Only, only because I just, I don't know, I think the melody kind of could sound huge, epic. I don't, anyway, I guess we may never know, unfortunately. Maybe someday we'll know, but anyway. Maybe maybe uh, they'll have a little Born of Osiris action and someone will sneak into their dressing room and steal it off the laptop. Yeah. How dare you suggest that? <laughs> <laughs> just throwing it out there. Yeah, I guess, I don't know. We'll, we'll, we'll unfortunately probably never know. Maybe someday, but. I, I was interesting nonetheless, you know. I was the last thing I was expecting them to say. So, anyway, yeah, very, very cool, guys. Um, alrighty, let's jump into our discussion thing. You heard you heard me geek over the Batman song, which, by the way, they did do. Oh, well, we already talked about that, that they, they played that, and it was awesome. Um, but I mentioned the Goosebumps thing. So, Jared found this article on uh, uh, NBC.com, MSNBC.com about um personality traits 
and the correlation between those and, and, and people that get chills for music. Um, what do you have to say about this, Jared? Yeah, they, they, they did a study, and uh, it was actually published in the, uh, social, the journal Social Psychology and Personality Science, and it basically talks about um, some of the authors from the University of North Carolina say that musical chills are, quote-unquote, sometimes known as, as aesthetic chills, thrills, shivers, frizzing, I don't know what that means, or even skin orgasms. Woohoo! Skin <laughs> orgasms? Yeah. <laughs> And involves seconds long, a seconds-long feeling of goosebumps, tingling, and shivers, usually on the scalp, the back of the neck, and the spine, but occasionally across most of the body. Uh, the article goes on to say that the scientific explanation for chills is that the emotions evoked by beautiful or meaningful music stimulate the part of the brain called the hypothalamus, which controls primal drivers such as hunger, sex, and rage. <laughs> and also involuntary responses like blushing and goosebumps. When the song soars, your body can't help but shiver. Uh, goes on again to say that some people report lots of skin orgasms and some people say they never get them, but the personality trait openness to experience seems like a good predictor. And they say by open to experience, uh, they mean those people who enjoy art, good movies, aesthetic stuff. Not that you're like, you know, sexually experimental or... Uh, <laughs> Have you know done every drug you could get your hands on? Um, so then that got that got me thinking because we've often talked about you know different songs, uh, you know, kind of turning our crank here in the last few months. So I wanted to kind of um, I asked the the other two guys to kind of come up with a, a list of five songs that have that effect on them. So I think we had to lead with Cody since he's our guest host here. Fantastic. And, uh, <laughs> so what was your uh, what was your first song there, Cody? Heffalumps and Woozles by Power Glove. We'll just spin a little bit of that here real quick. I think you mentioned, I think I know which part you're talking about. This part. That's about the part when uh, Winnie the Pooh is like just tripping balls and like <laughs> those elephants and stuff are just. Yeah, all's I, all's I see is some teacups <laughs> going, beware, beware. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's good stuff. And the pink pink elephant and purple weasel. What the fuck, Disney? <laughs> Seriously. Yeah. The only thing worse than that was the uh, the drunk scene from Dumbo. Oh yeah, that was still trips me out. Yes. <laughs> Definitely the same genre there. <laughs> okay, uh, what was your next one? Day of Suffering, Morbid Angel. Some good stuff, good intro. Real what's, the catchy. Most, what's the most goosebump inducing part of that song for you? Pretty much the entire thing. It's a slow, sludgy, evil. It, there's something about 
the swamps in Florida that this brings out the evil of man. <laughs> Granted, Morbid Angel is the death metal band. Them, DSI, Malevolent Creation, everything's from Florida. It's just... Yeah, there's something, something about, about the, the south down there. It's probably all the bodies that are in the swamp that are, you know... It's like subconscious influence happening. <laughs> right on, what else did you have, Cody? Leviathan by Sinister. stuff we're sitting here like checking out the video was he putting <laughs> ipods around that little like grail thing <laughs> all right yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah that's good stuff that the the vocalist reminds me of brutality a lot that's good stuff well, once again there's just something florida about, well these guys are from overseas, sinister yeah sinister is from the netherlands oh okay but, my fault but yeah uh, there's a something about leviathan the water it just oh yeah brings out the evil Right on. Yeah, good stuff. Um, next up from you, Cody. Mother Man Atheist. This is kind of like in the middle, towards the end of the song. Yeah, it's like real kind of eerie, almost, you know, sounding. They, it's like them and Pestilence, you know, they just had this sound to them. It's just like a bluesy, jazzy, death metal fusion that not too many other bands ever tried to do because they were afraid of the consequences. Yeah. (laughs) And once again, Atheist is another Florida band. It's something I grew up with. It's just a lot of memories. Yeah. Cool, good stuff. And then you, uh, last one here. Here we go, another Florida band. <laughs> what is it, Cody? Eve of the Apocalypse, Malevolent Creation.
Yeah, intros again, kind of like eerie, you know. That little like I don't know, was that like that little chime that ding ding ding? Yeah, it made me think of Hall and Oates. Oh really? <laughs> <laughs> You're out of touch. You're oh yeah, time. I can see that. <laughs> I, I I I doubt that's what they were going for. <laughs> Take a stab. What? <laughs> You're crazy. Yeah, I can see the I can see the correlation. The intro is like the monster stalking you, and then it starts up, and he's ripping your face off. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah, it does. It comes out. I was like taking a drink and it almost like spit taked all over the place because I was like, Jesus Christ. <laughs> yeah. Sweet. Thanks, Cody. Yeah, hell Anytime. yeah. Anytime. Like, I've never heard any, any of those songs because I'm a poser. Uh, you're telling that to me? <laughs> <laughs> you're next, Dangle. Sinisters from Florida, right, Cody? No. <laughs> anyway. Uh... Sinisters from, <laughs> Sinisters from Bucksnort, Alabama. <laughs> Uh, well, I, I guess this is kind of obvious. I, maybe I don't. Maybe I'll just play a little bit of this because uh, I mentioned it in the interview. But you know, Batman. Ooh, just it's 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 about it's somewhere around here, I think. Uh, good God! Oh my God! I'm fucking awesome. That's the part that does it. I'm just like, holy fuck. Oh my god, that's oh, I love I that. I think that's shit. probably my favorite part of the song yeah. too. So. It's just it's like, you know, like that like I told them, I'm I'm so glad of uh that they that they did it the way they did it. You know, cuz when you're remaking stuff, you can do it, you know, a whole bunch of different ways, but you know, they did the galloping thing there and it's just it's so um it's so perfect, you know. Ah, Jesus Christ, that's awesome. Um now the next one for me was is floods from Pantera. Now uh, oh, it's mostly song. yeah it's I'm mean, the whole song I dig, but um, like most people that that solo and let me like see if I can cue that up real quick here. Um, there we go. Right here. Uh, it's just like, it's one of those things that I knew, like, I, I had to, like, try to figure that out, you know, because it, it seemed like it'd be kind of simple, and then you, you're trying it, and you're like, he puts so much feeling in it, you know, it's like, it's really kind of, it's not easy to do it just like that, you know, you can play the notes, but to, you know, pull that kind of emotion out of your fingers, it's, it's, it's just one of those things that, like, it stays with me, you know, I'll, I'll never forget, uh, you know, the, the feeling I had the first time I heard that, it's just... Yeah, Dimebag was definitely one of a kind, and we definitely miss you, man, so. Yeah. Hell Speaking yeah. Speaking of which, four days ago, yeah. Yep. That was still, like, like seriously, like, one of the weirdest. I remember the exact moment I found out, I was I was working for this mortgage company, and 
I was actually getting ready uh, for work. I always listen. I used to listen to Kilo in the in the shower yeah. in the morning. So I had a little radio that set on set on the, my uh, on my bathroom counter, and uh, yeah, and it was it was like six in the morning or something like that. And uh, Ross Ford from the you know, local, he was like he was like he was like just you know I make Daryl. You know, was gunned down at a club, and it was like, oh shit. <laughs> yeah. Like I remember just standing there, like I just left the water running in my shower for a minute, just like, like what? Wait, what? <laughs> I I heard from a coworker. I got to work, and like, um, he was like, hey, somebody from a band I think you like got killed, and I'm like, who? And he's from like, a band you like? Huh? Yeah, because he knew I was into Pantera, and he was like, I think it's like Dimebag something, and I'm like, yeah, right. And I, I didn't believe him. I thought, I was like, no way. There's no way. You know what I mean? He's like, yeah, they were talking about it on Bob and Tom. And uh, and so I, I think I like jumped on the internet and was looking and I saw it. And I, I, w- I, I told my boss, I was like, I'm going to be worthless today. Because like, this is the most devastating. I mean, you know, I, I obviously it's not as devastating to me as to as devastating to me as someone like, you know, his brother or, so, or people that actually like knew him and grew up with him and stuff. I mean, you know, but it's still, it you know, when you're a fan, uh, you kind of feel this like connection, you know, with, with, with an artist like that. And, uh, yeah, it just, it, the whole day I was just, you know, in this stupor, you know, I couldn't, I couldn't like function. I kept, it just kept like hitting me again. Like he's never going to do more stuff. You know, it's just, it's, it was the, it sucked. (laughs) Yeah. I was my first tour in Iraq and got an email from my mom saying, yeah, Dimebag Daryl died today. And I was like, are you fucking shitting me? Yeah. And I was in a crappy mood for like the next three months. Yeah. Yeah. It's always that way too. It's like the, you know, the young, the, you know, anybody, it, it's, 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 it's that weird coincidence too. The same day that uh, John Lennon was killed. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's like, we're kind of not know, in that generation, but <laughs> it's kind of similar, you know? Yeah. And yet Ellen DeGeneres and Ryan Seacrest are free to walk the earth. <laughs> unscathed still alive yeah it's I, it maybe it it's just like you know that fanatical thing people like take it too far no one's hit scott stapp with a truck yet <laughs> no he ignores the man that does <laughs> well we kind of got off on a tangent there anyway right. uh rest in peace dimebag daryl all right let's move on my next one was um not really metal. Uh, Steve Vai, you guys know Steve Vai. Great guitarist. Uh, Windows to the Soul. Now, it was real kind of tossed between this and um, For the Love of God because those are, you know, he's he's made a habit of making the seventh song on his CDs the, like, most mellifluous, um, epic kind of instrumental. Mellifluous? Yeah, mellifluous. Wow. Is that a word? <laughs> so I, up on I, Wikipedia. I, I, I took that straight from an interview that he Mellifluous. did. Mellifluous. Mellifluous. I'm gonna look that up. That's awesome. Yeah. Um. Anyway, and but but I think I'm I'm going with Windows to the Soul. This was like because this was kind of more my first experience to to Steve I was the Alter Zone album, and um. Anyway, the beginning of this actually what's what's funny is uh, I knew Steve I was was awesome. And I needed to get into him. This was years and years ago, but. Uh, so, and for whatever reason, I got the Ultra Zone. That was the first disc of his that I picked up, actually bought myself, you know. And uh, we started listening to the first song. And there's this kind of Asian theme to the whole thing. And the, we, it, we put it in, and my wife's like, are you sure this is what you wanted? Because it's, like, really weird. In fact, this one, I think, starts kind of... It's very, like... Yeah. 
Sounds like a porn. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Do not tape this for me, Cody. <laughs> Just listen to the melody here. It's like. Oh, man. Yeah, this is porn music. <laughs> no. You shut it. <laughs> this is like detective porn. <laughs> <laughs> You're gonna ruin this for me, <laughs> you motherfucker. Sorry. It's uh there's like I think it's like a seven ten or something time signature. I remember reading that he just he spent like hours like getting that it's it's kind of unusual time so he spent hours just like practicing and getting it down and it's the you know when you have in- instrumental uh, virtuosos like Steve Vai, Joe Satriani, you know, they, they work Oh Satriani's great too. Yeah, they work like, you know, two or three really long um epic solos in there and and there's uh, there's one in here that just blows away. It not only does this give me goosebumps, this, is, this has actually brought me to tears before because I just think it's so powerful. So uh, thanks for ruining it with your porn reference, <laughs> bastards. Sorry. Because <laughs> now I can totally see that. <laughs> what did you call it? Detective porn. Detective porn. I, I'm picturing like I'm picturing Captain Picard on the on the holodeck in his fedora. <laughs> you bastard. <laughs> All right, well, maybe you'll appreciate this more. So my next one was the final chapter from Apocrypha. This is actually the the version from the Destroyers Vakken or Wacken uh, live. Vakken. Uh, Vakken. Mm-hmm. Um, what I like about it, it's like really, really, really simple. But the way that um, it started out, it kind of has this um, eerie, uh, vocal, speaking vocal thing at the beginning, somewhere around here, maybe. first part i'm pretty sure it's like just recorded you know like a uh, track that they that they play with but then he starts actually singing and it's if you listen to the lyrics it's real kind of it's about like being abducted and like all these crazy experiments happening and it's really like you know kind of twisted and messed up but then it opens up later it gets to this uh just like throws the growl in there oh, i just love that it's just like it builds up great real simple riff but it's just awesome i love it um okay my next one is uh perfection or vanity that instrumental from puritanical euphoric misanthropia demi board gear
that's just beautiful stuff. You know, it's yeah, like, it is. The, the the tone, the guitar tone is wonderful, but like the melody, it's like it just screams epic, like march to battle. Like yeah, you know, I get oh, images man. of you know a bunch of Norwegians just donning their Viking helmets and slaying yeah. a dragon. Yeah. I love it. It's it of all the tracks. I think that's the one that stuck with me most. I mean, I, I that's my favorite Demi album, but I think that's the one that stuck sticks with me the most. It's just, it's great. Yeah, that was actually the first Demi album I ever bought, and yeah, it's yeah, it holds a special place in my heart. <laughs> so that was my five. What about you, Jerry? So my turn. Sweet. Yep. <laughs> yes. Um, I'm gonna jump around on this a little bit here. All right. Um. First one, anybody who's been listening to the show since our inception knows that um, I often become sexually aroused whenever Oscillator <laughs> by the Contortionist plays, um, especially after the like one minute thirty second mark. All right, there. thing going on they got kind of this groovy thing going on and then like like right here they got this really cool flourish and now it kind of peaks out right there yeah and then it kind of drops back here and we got kind of the palm muted power cord thing going on and then really thick keyboards and the, like the keyboards get it and then that there's that riff in the back that you don't really hear the first time that it's just and then he just fucking just hammering on that thing it's just like mother oh <laughs> so good yeah that's an attention getter for sure fuck yeah all right, next one is uh, "Bleed" by Meshuga. Uh, this one's just one of the most balls out, angry songs ever written. Just <laughs> and it, it, like the rhythm pattern, just that that double kick. I don't know how uh, Thomas. I don't know how he spent Hake or Hawk did this like for seven minutes, but they're Swedish. <laughs> <laughs> and it's friggin' I just awesome. Just yeah, okay. We're gonna play the beginning, and I'm gonna fast forward to this other part that just fucking. Just amps me up. Right here, where it goes. Like, God damn it! 
Then we jump ahead in the song a little bit. They're kind of doing this kind of dreamy thing, and it kind of it kind of zones out for a while, and they just kind of do these kind of Im improv, kind of jazzy thing going on. Like, okay, this is kind of cool. I'm gonna kind of zone out. Oops. Like, yeah, I'm gonna kind of zone out here. No. <laughs> Oh my god, yes! <laughs> See how like the screams are like, you know, vocally, you know, because it's, it's essentially the same, like, it's essentially the same, you know, drum pattern, guitar, everything, but that, well, I think what changes it is he's drawing out the words he's saying. Yeah. It's those longer screams that really like add to the intensity versus versus like like the regular lyrics at the beginning. Yeah. It's just like that, ah, and you're like, fuck, yes. <laughs> so, yeah, love that song. All right, uh, next one is "Last Statement" by Insomnium. Um, now we were looking at the play count on this iPod. I've only had this iPod for like almost a year now. Um, my last iPod, this one was the most frequently played, if not. The, uh, you know, the second most on my last one. This this one's really cool. Really cool intro. I'm gonna kick this on here. It gets better. Right here, no one listen to the second guitar the second guitar kicks in. Then quiets down. Listen to that lead, how like dreamy that is. It kind of lulls you. Then back in. Oh yeah. I right, guess stuff. Now, I'm going to fast forward a little bit because this is like, this song has one of the best, like, solos I've ever, like, most mournful solos I've ever heard in my life. I'm going to jump to the, I think it's like the 4, 450 mark. 
So they're kind of doing this kind of jazzy thing going on, like, you know, it kind of has this interlude going on. It's still kind of going or whatever, and then... Okay, here it is. Funny story about this song. Actually, when I hit, when I heard that, and I was listening to that over and over, I actually played that for Dana, my wife, and it almost made her cry. Oh, really? Yeah, and it's because it's that really mournful kind of sound to it. But then the lyrics where he talks about, you know, don't forget me, light a candle for me when you can, because the whole song is about someone coming coming to terms with the fact that they're going to die. Oh, like kind of an impending death, and just kind of getting your final affairs in order and, and getting ready to, you know, kind of cross over. So it's a very uh, powerful song on a lot of levels lyrically you know musically you know it's it, it covers a pretty wide range of emotions but like dana can't stand to listen to it because it, oh, it, really? almost, it almost makes her cry which wow she's not a huge metalhead but that this song really got to her wow so uh, all right next one is uh the true beast by i shall perish uh, i'm not going to explain a whole lot on this one because um yeah if this doesn't want to make you want to rip the head off of the nearest living thing uh near you then it uh, is brutal yeah here we go Right there, right with the bit, right when the vocals cut in. It's like, God damn it! <laughs> now listen to how low he gets it right here. <laughs> Fuck! That 808 drop right there. Oh my yeah. god. <laughs> I got you going in. <laughs> yeah, feet going there for a little bit too. Fuck yeah, dude. Yeah. 
All right. Uh, last one is a, another Insomnium track. Um, did I introduce that last Insomnium track? That first one I played was Last Statement by Insomnium, in case I forget to mention that. I didn't. I don't know if I mentioned that. Um, then this last one was uh, The True Beast by All Shall Perish. Uh, this one is Down With The Sun by Insomnium. I got two on there because I don't know how Insomnium does it, but they, I mean, they, they make these really, like, almost simple melodic patterns but in some on some levels i'm surprised that no one's ever thought of them before yeah but they're just so catchy and they're just so like just like i said just like emotion laden just mournful sorrowful but just powerful on like so many levels so i'm gonna i'm gonna hit you guys with this one It's a really cool intro, but you got to listen to this. This this um, listen for when the second guitar cuts in on this on this first verse. So you got one guitar. Number two. Oh yeah. Okay, now listen to this flourish right here. Oh yeah. Listen to that slide right there. And then it just And then another flourish that just kinda of brings you back down. And it kind of cuts back into that inf- intro riff. I, <laughs> yeah, that's good stuff. I really dig that intro, man. Yeah, dude, that's, that's like fucking a real movie. Song. Oh yeah, dude. I fucking I. Uh, it was like t- uh, last week. I uh, I don't know if I talked about this on the last show, but I uh, I did a loan for a guy who's a kind of guitarist. Um, works for uh, he's like a civil engineer or something like that. Really cool guy. But I, I did a loan for he and his wife, and he's actually from Finland. Um, he went to high school with the guys from Apocalyptica. Did I talk about this uh-uh. on the last I show? I don't think so. So anyway, we, you know, we were just talking about different bands, and I mentioned that you know Insomnium was was from Finland, and you know, I just asked offhand if he'd heard of him, and he said no, and I actually played that song for him oh, my, yeah. in my office. <laughs> yeah, and uh, he was like, he he actually wrote the band name down on my business card. He was oh. like, oh my god, who is that? And even his wife would like doesn't like metal at all. She's like, even I would listen to that. Like yeah. it's just you know, I said if you if you can get past the vocals, um, that's you know that that's definitely. Um, yeah. Who, who wouldn't like it? <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah. The one thing about a good metal band is the musicians just put so much effort into their music. It's yeah. ridiculous. It's like metal has a passion for their music that yep. most other genres don't. Yeah, right. <clears throat> it's like the, the emphasis is on just like the emphasis is on the music, not 
you know, trying to make money or, you know, reach this audience or that audience or whatever. It's like, let's just write something incredible, you know? Yeah. Yeah, good choices, Jer. Love it. I like it. Sweet. Cool. That was fun. I, I did want to go back to that article real quick. That Something that I thought was kind of interesting. Um, they mentioned uh, it. I guess maybe I'm like loosely translating this, but it wasn't it kind of like the people that are more into music are the ones that are going to get goosebumps from it? Like they, they, they said like open to um, – what was it? Ex- uh, Open to experience. Experience, so, yeah. So, I mean, they, they kind of generalize it like art or whatever, but I just, I did kind of think like, yeah, what was that from, was that study done at the Obvious Institute or something? <laughs> they, they, they do that. They, they, they have surveys and, and studies like that on uh, like the Bob and Tom show all the time. And they always have that same, that, that same uh, uh, feedback for it. You know, it's always something like, uh, well, this new study, you know, said that people that drink excessively are more likely to have unprotected sex. You know, they're like, right. really? <laughs> From the obvious oh. institute. Anyway, I did, I did like, like oh, really, like, somebody who doesn't like music at all, yeah, they're probably not going to get goosebumps from it, you know. Anyway, I thought that was interesting. But I think um, this is, I think this is a good topic for discussion. We'll probably post something on the website trying to get some feedback in it. And I'm working on some enhancements to make uh to do some notifications where you'll be able to put your email address if you want when you comment on a on a post and um it'll just stay in the background nobody will ever see your email but when somebody else comments or replies to your comment you'll get a notification so it's just kind of easier to keep the discussion going uh easier than it is now where now you just have to keep looking back and see if anybody replied on you to your to your comment so Hopefully that'll be in place before we post the discussion topic about this. Because I'm interested to hear, um, you know, other people's five songs or even just one song, or if there's a specific kind of music, you know, that gives people goosebumps. Yeah, because I, I I'm willing to bet that, and maybe I'm just being biased here, but I don't think you're gonna have a whole lot of like indie rock fans that are like, <laughs> yeah, the Gaslight Anthem just oh made the hair stand up <laughs> on the back of my neck. I'm like no, there's I, I'm sure some people are out there, and I and I'll say that it's not just like metal for me. Obviously, I played the um, how did you refer to a detective porn, you bastard. <laughs> but you know, Steve, I'm, and I'm a guitar player, so obviously, virtuoso guitar players are gonna have a soft spot with me, I guess, but. Um, but you know, the, that article mentioned, uh, it specifically referenced, uh, Handel's Messiah, which is the hallelujah chorus. Right. doesn't really do it for me, but there is a Christmas song. Uh, and this kind of ties into something I forgot to ask power glove when I had asked him if there was some other genre that they were considering. I, what I wanted to say was, uh, you know, can we expect a power glove Christmas album (laughs) anytime? But, uh, the uh, stocking stuffer, right. (laughs) The, uh, the the one uh, oh holy night, despite the fact that Eric Cartman does a wonderful rendition of that on <laughs> on, on South Park, but no the uh, the melody line in that is is very powerful to me. Like when that towards the end when it starts to just really get intense, I can hear a screaming solo just destroy that thing in it. But there's that, a Josh Groban CD line around here somewhere. <laughs> no, there isn't. Because it's funny because norm like generally I'm not a fan of Christmas music. Um, 
like if we're driving around especially this time of year you know and my wife's always like you know put it on the christmas station and i'm like 90 percent of the stuff that's on there i'm just like okay when you love the christmas shoes <laughs> i kid you not i was in wendy's about an hour or a half ago and they played a metal christmas song in wendy's no kidding was it like trans-siberian orchestra or something it didn't sound like Trans-Siberian. Because, huh. I mean, they're kind of no for it. And that's what, you know, if, if Power Glove did it, I would be all about it. I would, you know, I would I would buy it. I'm sure I would enjoy it. But that one is um, the Oh Holy Night is one that, uh, for whatever reason, it, it catches me. That, that melody, I think, is just very powerful. So, But um, Jared is frantically looking for what we expect to be death metal christmas jingle balls oh from corn i remember that <laughs> that's going back a while what'd you find jared you know i've been trying my hardest to write a song for you arnold but i can't seem to come up with one that brings justice to your masterpiece jingle all the way why write a new song when i can take whatever one i want give me that guitar you girly man <laughs> get to the chopper <laughs> I forgot I had that on my iPod. I didn't. I didn't need to go to, to YouTube, but yeah, that's. Uh, there you go. Wow. It's not the tumor. <laughs> Have you guys actually? Have you heard that? That Austrian Death Machine? No. Like it's really good. Like most of the most of the songs are about um, like Arnold movies and stuff. They got they got two CDs out. It's actually uh, it's all Tim Lambesis from As I Lay Dying. So oh, it's just his stuff. It's just him doing it. Um, huh. So. I almost didn't want to listen to it because Ezzy Dying is kind of a Christian metalcore band, and you know, you guys know how I feel about that shit. But um, <laughs> he actually did a great job with it. He brought in a lot of people to do like guest solos and stuff, and the music is actually really good. Oh, um, cool! There, he does this one song called "Get to the Choppa," and it, it um, <laughs> get to the Choppa. The video it has like grab this, my hand, yeah, <laughs> grab my hand, got to Choppa. Does a bob in the eye. It actually. Uh, like it was on on demand a couple years ago, and Kyla like loved it. She calls it she calls it a skeleton movie because it has like this stop action kind of robot guy going oh, on. Really? I don't know how many times I've watched that video, but I mean, and every time like you know I put the CD on and I'll play it for her, she's like skeleton movie. Mm-hmm. She dances. It's <laughs> hilarious, but yeah, it's, it's good stuff. Nice. Well, maybe there's major a, tangent there. Yeah. I was, well, well, no, but this ties in. Maybe there is a future for Christmas metal. I don't know. <laughs> Cool. Well, so, so much for this being a short episode, but this was fun. <laughs> thanks a lot well, for joining fun. us. Yeah, thanks, Cody. No problem. Um, next time, I think we'll we'll for sure feature the Arsis and Connected from the Grave interviews. Um, you know, also want to mention Alloy Productions. If you haven't checked those out, those guys at alloyproductions.org, as well as the That's Not Metal blog. That's at uh, notmetal.blogspot.com, and you can subscribe to us with your Zoom, Cody. Sweet. <laughs> the only guy with the Zune. 
The only guy in the room with the Zood. <laughs> I was sold in the whole Gears of War thing. <laughs> cool. Um, so yeah, thanks again for for coming over, Cody. Um, we'll finish the song or the show here with a Power Glove song for you, if you want. Um, anything stick out into your mind that you want to hear to close the show? I do not care. You choose a song. Um, let's let's go with the Heflops and Woozles. We only like did a little bit of that, but um, let's just play the whole thing, or at least half of it, because that's probably all <laughs> we can get away with. So. More than we played earlier. <laughs> there we go. Right on. <laughs>